1: As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. So our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. What is up? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. We are presented by Total Beverage, where DNVR listeners can get 30% off an order of $25 or more. Remember, max spend of $75 by using the code DNVR2019. Do that online or on the Total Beverage app. Monday edition of the show, Harrison Wind here along with Brendan Vote The Nuggets got a big win in Memphis on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, 131. A 114, an impressive win for Denver. The offense was clicking. The defense had some moments. It seemed to me, Brendan, that it felt like the Nuggets definitely just like needed a win like this, especially uh, the offense.
0: A splendid night, Harrison. A splendid yes. night. I mean, I'm in strong agreement. They needed this. You know that Miami game looked kind of kind of similar, but it didn't have as much of a complete feel. And this game, the vibe, if you will, and I, I would guess that everyone feels this way, um, is it, just a lot stronger. I think you come away from that game feeling like maybe they have turned a corner. That's that's Nuggets basketball. That's as well as they've played all season. And you're right. Like we've just been waiting for a game to be over by halftime, so we don't have to yeah. sweat through all this stuff. It's, and we finally got it.
1: Yeah, the feeling after this one completely different. I feel like than how we all felt after that win over Brooklyn. And no like, no e- even though Brooklyn is probably a better team on paper than Memphis, Memphis had actually been playing pretty well. They won three straight games coming into this one. John Morant was playing at a, a pretty high level over those three wins or at least over two of those three wins. He was pretty much a non-factor after the first quarter tonight. He had 13 and six, but, mm. you know, just did not have the impact he's had at a, as of late. Uh, but, you know, this game. Compared to the Brooklyn game, you felt like Denver like established a lot of good habits in this one. You feel like this could be a real momentum-building victory. Uh, the starters, you know, they didn't really need that. The starters have been great all, all year, but particularly for the bench, and we'll talk about the bench a lot, but maybe some just nice momentum captured from that second unit.
0: No doubt, and the introduction of Juan Charon and Gomez into their system has been a revelation, right? And I think yeah. to the point where virtually everyone is in agreement now that Wancho probably needs to be a permanent part of that bench rotation. Uh they're playing with life. The last couple of games the bench has really pushed the pace, Harrison, right? They're they're getting stops, but then they're running and they're not waiting for a half court uh set defense, a half court defense. Uh Wancho's been been key um in that regard. Also moving a lot off ball, just cutting hard. You know, a big problem with this team has been people standing around all year. There's movement. There's life to the bench. Wancho's been a big part of it.
1: Yeah, we'll get to Jamal Murray's night, but I feel like the bench is a fine place to start because sure. Murray had that really nice string to open the game, and and uh, the thing is Denver was still down by four after the first quarter. So I really did feel like for as good of a night that Jamal had, and he definitely <laughs> like stole the headline. We gave him the game ball. I feel like that was well-deserving. The bench and how that second unit performed in that second quarter should not be overlooked because the Nuggets were down by four after the first quarter. The Nuggets go out to outscore the Grizzlies 44 to 17 in that second quarter, and the bench really did the heavy lifting there. It wasn't the starters. It was the bench mostly, and yeah, to your point. Wancho's inclusion on the second unit over these past couple games has just totally changed the dynamic of that group. And, you know, it goes beyond the box score. Even though Wancho filled up the box score today, 15 points on five of six, shooting four of five from three, it's just kind of... Change the overall feel of that second unit. How he moves within the offense. How Denver's getting out and running. I I said this on a show we did last week, but Wancho—he's always sprinting, you know, up the floor. Right. Uh, He's—he's just the guy who gets Denver moving in transition. And I think the Nuggets had like 24 fast break points, or maybe like 28 fast break points tonight. They had 21 or 23 in the first half, and that was already a season high. So uh, this second unit, how it's looked. In this game and in the second half of that win over the Nets, it's completely different, and I really think Wancho has been the driving force in changing it.
0: It's funny to start the season. We've seen some bench lineups where you're looking at it and thinking, how are they supposed to score? And we saw a lineup tonight of Monte, MPJ, Wancho, Grant, and Mason, and there's length and floor spacing and shooting and a ton so of much offensive spacing. talent. Yeah, that, that unit really kicked butt, and... Again, you know, I, I thought it was interesting the way Malone bridged back to the starters, keeping Wancho out there. No Gary, no Gary Harris to, in the second quarter. Harrison. Yeah,
1: that was noticeable, and I thought that was the right move because uh, yeah. yeah, Gary has just not been very impactful on the offensive end of the floor. Took seven shots tonight. I think three or four of them were floaters. He hit a couple, but you know that floater is, yeah. the, the, the floater is that floater still a very a heavy part of his offensive arsenal. Um, But yeah, transition is so vital for this team, especially the second unit, because the starters, they've proven that they can score in the half court before they haven't like a ton this season. But I still feel pretty confident with those guys playing mostly in the half court. The bench, though, needs to run like the bench needs to get up and down. And that's what they've been doing over these past couple games with Wancho and just kind of looking back over the first month of the season. It seems pretty unbelievable now that it took 10 games for this guy to get in the rotation because, honestly, like, the same thing has happened two years in a row. Like Even at the beginning of last year, Denver's offense got off on the wrong foot. It was a struggle over the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, They inserted Wancho and things got better. It's deja vu. It's happened two years in a row right now. But I can't believe
0: it took 10 games for Denver to play this guy. The funny part about it, too, is the arguments for Torrey Craig – Outside of the individual defense, but just, wow, that hustle, how hard he plays, those same things apply to Wancho too, don't they? It's a good and, point. And, gi- and given his offensive upside, you're you're absolutely right how surprising it is that he hasn't, not only that he wasn't really in more heavy consideration to start the year, but, but that it took so long, again, a second year in a row. And Wancho could not be, in addition to, to sparking life into the second unit, Wancho could not be a better complementary piece to, a, to a Nikola Jokic. So he just makes a lot of sense in this rotation. I'm with you. I can't believe it took this long. I hopefully Malone has learned this lesson now, but we'll find out. He can be stubborn. Uh, Hopefully now he's stubborn the other way. He's sticking with Wancho.
1: Yeah, Wancho and Jokic always seem to pop when they're on the floor together. How about this? I just looked up two-man lineup combinations from this game tonight. Jokic and Wancho spent seven minutes on the floor together. They were a plus 22. Wow, in seven that's minutes. incredible,
0: Jokic. We've talked about what is it going to take to make him have fun, to to make him play hard. Doesn't it seem to you like just having Wancho out there like excites him? Yeah. He, whether he's in on the court, like you said, they're playing well together. But even on the bench, it's as active and engaged and positive as I've seen Jokic.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, I just can't get over that stat. The Nuggets outscored the Grizzlies today, 29 to seven in seven minutes. When Wancho and Jokic were out on the floor, Denver shot eleven of fifteen from the field, three of five from three. Uh, it, just a dominant stretch when those two are out there. I'm gonna have to tweet that out after we're done recording. <laughs> it's, but it's awesome. I, it feels like he has that effect on Jokic, and he just has that effect on everybody. Mm. I don't know. There's just Denver plays at a different tempo when he's been out there so far of these last couple games. They play with more pace. They play with more joy. I don't know what it is. He just brings that out in everybody. And it definitely seems like, you know, he's going nowhere. He he is a lock to be in this rotation, it seems,
0: uh, at least in the interim. 15 points plus 17. The first time we saw Wancho, that was almost like a, just like a fun story, right? It was easy to talk about how fun it was to see him in there. Tonight, he made a real tangible impact. Tonight, he was one of the best players uh, on either second unit. And and just looking forward to more Wancho, man.
1: He played 15 minutes in the first half, and he was a plus 29. Good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> How was that guy out of the rotation for the first <laughs> 10 games? We'll never know. Um, he definitely deserves a uh, post-game Breck brew tonight, though. Wancho mm-hmm. does. He deserves one. Jamal Murray deserves like a personal six-pack. <laughs> we, we could hand <laughs> out some others, uh, to some guys in this roster. Uh, we're talking to you guys about the strawberry sky from Breck brewing today on this Monday edition of the show. Got to be up there with my personal favorites from Breck brewing. It's like a light beer, perfect for any occasion. I'm not embarrassed to order a Strawberry Sky out at the bar, Brendan. I don't know about you. Well, why would
0: you be? It's <laughs> yeah. one of the best beers out there, and it's not too fruity. You know, I'm not a huge fruity beer guy, but I think it's just more of like a complimentary kind of thing, right? Just accents it in, in in such a way, and it's yeah. gorgeous, man. I, I Strawberry Sky for me all day.
1: Yeah, definitely one of my favorites from Breck Brewing. Check it out. Uh, if you're at a bar that's serving Breck beer, if you're just at your uh, favorite liquor store. I'm sure they'll have it in stock, but another great beer from Breckberg that we couldn't recommend anymore. And before we you know, get into Jamal Murray's night, you guys may or may not have witnessed our very own Ryan Konigsberg experience a pretty rough hangover after the Broncos draft party and preseason game at Blake Street Tavern. But if you haven't, there's a video on the DNVR Broncos Facebook that's worth checking out. Vita Mobile IV came to Ryan's rescue, and I mean, they really came through. Vita Mobile IV comes to your home, office, dorm room, Or wherever you need some serious hydration, Vita Mobile IV is made up of professionals passionate about preventative health and the benefits of IV therapy and alternative medicine. Recover and recharge with Vita Mobile IV. Download their app. Request a skilled IV drip. Sit back and relax because they come to you. Don't forget to use promo code HYD20 to save 20% off your first IV drip. Visit VitaMobileIV.com today to learn more or just download their app and book your appointment. That's HYD20 to save 20%. All right, so I thought the bench was great, and that 44-17 advantage in the second quarter was really most they were doing, though. But we might have buried the lead a little because Jamal Murray just had one of those nights. Uh, what, what just kind of sticks out, uh, in your opinion, looking back on his performance here?
0: Shot selection. Right? How about not just seven makes, but 12 attempts from three? I thought most of them were good attempts, smart attempts at DNVR Nuggets. We've spent the last, last few days kind of pointing out that for however well Murray's played this year, the shot profile is not one that you'd like to see from a modern guard. Well, it was tonight. Um, you have to be willing to take open threes. You have to be willing to drive it to to dribble into open threes if guys get caught on a screen or, or go under. He was tonight, and, and I think it unlocked a lot for Denver. It obviously helps when you hit 58% of your threes and your shots from the floor. But I think just taking those threes, Harrison, were almost just as encouraging as the makes.
1: Yeah, it seemed like in at least in the first quarter, like he was in a groove, but you know, he, he was taking a lot of those deep twos. Um, a lot of the shots, we've seen him hit, but you know, uh, some of the shots we wish he'd turn into threes. And, and then after that first quarter, you know, he took a couple of those threes where he just comes off a high ball screen from Jokic or Millsap and yep. then just pulls up from the top of the arc. More that was so encouraging. That was so encouraging because one of my things with this offense has been, I really think a reason why it just looks from the eye test so much different than the last couple of years is because you know Jamal just seems like he's hunting a lot of those Long twos, a lot of those contested twos, which he hits, but I just don't feel like it leads to really healthy team-oriented basketball and team-oriented offense from Denver. And you can just see when he's taken those threes, it just stretches the defense out so much more. And maybe it just took him hitting a lot of shots in those first couple minutes to you know get his confidence up to start launching from three. But I agree. I thought that was a very noticeable difference in
0: just his you know offensive profile from tonight. The other things I saw Harrison, the two two observations that stick out to me, of course, eight assists and zero turnovers. I mean, yeah. get we've talked about this before. That he's just a different point guard this season. He just looks more poised, more under control. He is actually a very smart and low mistake player when he's dialed in. Uh, Part of staying dialed in for Jamal, I think, is hitting shots, right? I think the more he misses, the more deflated he gets, the more the other parts of his game suffered. But tonight he fired on all cylinders. And how about defense? You talked about how Ja Morant failed to make a huge impact. I I could have foreseen Ja outplaying Murray tonight. Did not happen at all. I thought Murray was excellent on the defensive end as well.
1: And you kind of thought Murray could come out with a game like this because he had probably his worst game of the season uh, the other night against Brooklyn. Shot, I think, 1 of 11 from the field. Really looked like he was hampered by, you know, it seems like he's been dealing with some kind of foot injury. You know, hasn't been severe enough to pop up on the injury report, but definitely did not seem like he was at 100% over these past couple games. You had to think that he wanted to come out, especially after... Denver lost to Trey Young and, you know, he didn't have a great game against Kyrie. You definitely got the feeling that he wanted to come out and just have a really vintage Jamal Murray game and, you know, 39 from him on 14 to 24 shooting, 7 to 12 from three. This was one of the hottest I've seen him, you know, definitely up there with like the career high 48 against Boston, 46 against Phoenix, that second half he had against the Kings. If this game was close he probably would have flirted with a new career high.
0: I think it's the best game he's played in the regular season, if not ever. I mean, he had some mm. great some great postseason performances uh, against Portland, where given the high leverage, sure, m- maybe that's your answer. But regular season, just 31 minutes played to the point you just made. Yeah, I think he could have challenged 50 tonight. I thought he was so in control defensively um, as a point guard. Just just the most complete game I've ever seen from him. Virtually no mistakes. A couple of missed opportunities in, in the first quarter. Uh, I know he was hot, but it looked like he was shy to take the three, but he corrected that. So I I, I thought that's the most complete game I've seen from Jamal and really encouraging because we, we sat there and said to each other, we're going to try to write these last few games off and just say he was hurt and hopefully we'll see better. Uh, and we did tonight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. High praise from from Brendan Vote. Best regular season game of his career. Wow. It's definitely up there. I think it definitely I think you're right. It has a case to be, you know, maybe his best regular season game ever. The zero assist definitely. Uh, sticks out just the efficiency 39 points on 24 shots in just 31
0: minutes yes exactly yep (laughs) honestly man if you and seven for 12 from three it's actually not that far off from the trey young game itself you know Uh, (laughs) yeah it was just a really strong performance
1: yeah all right let's uh move to some other guys on this roster Millsap. 23 points, 8 of oh, 11 shooting yeah. from Millsap, 2 or 3 from 3, 5 steals. How about that? 5 steals from Millsap <laughs> in just 20 minutes. Here, here's my read on like how uh, defenses are playing him. You can only take away so many things uh, from the Nuggets offense, and, and – It seems like defenses are trying to take away some of the off-ball movement, like some of those cuts to the rim by really just sagging off of Jokic and trying to let him beat defenses from beyond the three-point line. It seems like teams are really willing to let Millsap shoot from three, and... You know, that's understandable just looking at his career numbers and whatnot, even though he did shoot up pretty well from three. Not for long, though, Harrison. It's not going to be understandable for long. Yeah, I think defenses are going to have to start guarding him from three because he's been absolutely lights out from beyond the arc. And that's probably the biggest story with him just in terms of his offensive year so far. But another great game from him. And he's had a great season so
0: far. Yeah, two thoughts. You were spot on with your sort of preseason uh, diagnosis, or, or I guess wish list for Paul Millsap, yeah. which was stay efficient and let it fly. Um, He's looked so confident. He's looked so willing, 50% from three on the year, Uh, some timely threes. And I did not feel this way last year, but if Millsap's open in the corner, dude, that's like about as an ideal an outcome at this point for this Denver offense as any.
1: Definitely, and uh, I don't remember taking him taking this many uh, corner threes last year. But he's finding room there, and he's been wide open for the most part. It seems like defenses are gonna let him try to beat them from three. But yeah, he's I a- think they're gonna have to
0: adjust now. He's also shooting eighty eight percent from the free throw line. Yeah, and he's he's never shot over eighty percent in his career. Um, so, so another encouraging sign there. And defensively, dude. I was bracing for for a step backwards because of his age. Uh, we haven't seen it, have we? He looks just as good as he did last season.
1: No, he said in the preseason that you know, this is like the best he's felt or he feels better coming into the season than he has in the last couple of years. And, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's lying. The Nuggets will, will need a similar type of performance from him and from Murray uh, to beat the Rockets on Wednesday – Uh, Just looking ahead this week and also looking ahead. I want to remind you guys on Thursday, our first live show live taping of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Hope you guys come out Blake Street Tavern 7 p.m. on Thursday here the 21st. It's going to be a great time. Great food, great drinks at Blake Street Tavern. We'll have DNVR merch uh, that we'll be selling as well. Uh, Maybe some other cool giveaways and whatnot. So if you're in the area, Want to come down? If you've ever wanted to be on the podcast, not just have your question read or something, but actually be on, you'll have the chance to uh, on Friday. So it's going to be a fun time. 7 p.m. Thursday at Blake Street Tavern. Hope to see a lot of you guys there. All right, before we move on, a couple more things we want to get to from this latest win. Got to got to tell you guys about Strava Craft Coffee. A game-changing coffee, Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, It's helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is also all-natural, not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. So an an interesting kind of development from this game, I thought, Brendan, but you know, Michael Porter Jr. gets in at the beginning of the second quarter. An interesting bench lineup that Denver goes to, I thought, with him playing at the two uh, alongside Wancho. Monte Morris, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, which I kind of liked, and I'll be interested to see if Denver experiments with that bench lineup going forward. I have to think they do. And then I am going to defer to you on this because my very legal live stream went down over the last five minutes of this game. But did he get pulled for defensive purposes for Tory Craig late?
0: it did look that way yeah we had a couple of late rage timeouts from Malone he was stomping around this on the sideline and i think he was upset i th- i it looked like mpj missed an assignment um and and it's i don't know man i've supported malone about as hard as anyone in how he's dealt with not just michael porter junior but but most of this team most of the cultivation of this this young talent uh but but i think i think we've reached probably the, inf- the inflection point here with mpj where we might be doing you know him more harm than good and and he you know Malone's talked about needing to play him through his mistakes well tonight was a game where they could have done that they were up big and I just think it's a mistake to to pull him when he actually finally has a long leash to play through those to learn from those mistakes and I think his confidence has been a little bit shaken man.
1: yeah we talked about this on a show last week, but he looks like a guy out there to me that's afraid to make a mistake. And he's thinking 100 miles per hour on the defensive end, and uh, just really looks like he's just, just trying to do everything right and thinking a lot on the offensive end as well. But yeah, I was surprised that they pulled him in this one. You know, <laughs> around a 20 point game in the last couple minutes. Like, those are the type of minutes he needs right now. And he finishes with 13 minutes on the night, zero points, 0 4 from the field, a couple rebounds, a couple assists, two blocks, uh, two turnovers. But yeah, From the way Malone talked about Porter just last week, just a couple days ago, before that game against Brooklyn, saying that, you know, he needs to play through his mistakes. It's the only way he's going to get better. I thought maybe he would be playing a few more minutes. I think the idea was actually to have him play, you know, closer to 20 in these last couple games, but just kind of the game flow. And it seems like the mistakes he's making isn't allowing for that to happen.
0: But he could have and should have tonight. That was my yep. thought. You know, there, there was really no excuse. I felt that way in that Miami game as well. I recognize that he you can't play him in every high leverage situation right now. But that means you got to play him in all the low ones, in my opinion. Because rookie or not, I think the best version of this basketball team includes having the best version of rookie MPJ come playoff time. And, and that starts now, I think, that cultivation.
1: What did you think of the bench lineup with Porter? Because man, there was a ton of length. I know we talked about it a little with uh, Wancho, but do you think that's a good fit for him? You know, yes. at the two, uh, next to Monte, next to Wancho, Jeremy Grant, and Mason Plumlee?
0: Yeah, he's next to the ultimate game manager in Monte, right? But also, yeah. he's just a huge mismatch there. And and that, that that lineup has so much size, right, that they can kind of mitigate those defen- defensive uh, deficiencies. They can switch a lot of things. And then there's just going to be a mismatch for him offensively. Or maybe it's the type of deal where, you know, the Nuggets aren't really running plays around Michael Porter Jr. He's a great off-ball cutter. You know, if, if you fall asleep on him in that lineup, he darts to the rim, it's an easy bucket. So he doesn't necessarily have to do a lot or score a lot to be effective at the two. We saw that just in how the spacing was affected uh, in, in his presence tonight.
1: So I like that bench lineup with Porter. I think that's a lineup Denver should try over these next couple games. You've got length, you've got shooting. And I also think playing Porter with Monte, with Jeremy Grant, is good too. Uh, just you know, guys who can set him up in Monte and also guys who can maybe cover for some of his defensive miscues. Uh, but especially in the first half, like when Denver's bench made that run, didn't really feel like he made a ton of defensive miscues. Maybe more of those came in the fourth quarter, in the latter stages. But I thought he looked pretty good in the first half, at least defensively. Yeah, I thought he
0: was fine. I thought he was fine. It did come in at the end, and yeah, just in general. note, I, I, I have obviously never been in an NBA locker room or in an NBA uniform, but I do wonder how, how players respond to, a head coach who's so fired up at all times. I mean, that's that can be helpful, but when you're up twenty, when you're up thirty, and he's calling timeouts and yelling and pulling guys, I just, I do wonder if that wears on a group at all.
1: Yeah, you, you know, I don't know. And I think from Malone's perspective, he would probably say, hey, this is a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, hey, we're up 20. But, you know, I, I can't just let the mistake slide. And it, I, I think that's what he would say. This is a teaching moment. We're always trying to get better. You know, but yeah, like like you were saying, maybe you just take a timeout and, and try to coach your guys up on the sideline instead of pulling him there late. So going back to what I was saying about that second year, though, I like uh, that lineup with Porter. But you know, I would like to see what he can do alongside Jokic more. Damn. And just looking at the uh, lineup stats from this game, Jokic and Porter were only on the floor for three minutes, but Denver outscored uh, Memphis. 12 0 in that stint. (laughs) They wanted a 12 0 run uh, with with those two on the floor. So I'd like to see what that group can do more. And uh, I just feel like Jokic and Porter, like Jokic, it seems like he likes playing with Porter, seems like he recognizes his talent. And uh, it seems like those two have a nice budding chemistry already in limited minutes.
0: I was just going to say, I think Jokic agrees with you. I think Jokic would like to see more Porter Jr. alongside him. Yeah. And, and if you're looking for ways to help a guy kind of find his rhythm offensively, help a guy get easy buckets without overthinking it, no easier way than to put him alongside that guy. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with probably most of Nuggets Nation on that one. More minutes, Porter and Jokic. Oh, if also, it's just fun. Like from, from a pure fit, fun perspective as so a fan fun. or media member, those two together are, I mean, that's that's peak right now in Denver.
1: Yeah. So, you know, an, an up and down night from Porter, but I thought he had some good moments, finished a plus 13 in those 13 minutes. I feel like Jeremy Grant is really fighting his footing with this team mm-hmm. off the bench off the bench right now, has turned in a couple really nice games as of late. I thought he was really good tonight as well. Uh, 12 points, hit both of his threes, and, uh, you five know, five assists. It, How about he, that? Wow. Five assists. Yeah. But if he's knocking down his threes, man, like that adds a whole new dimension
0: to that second unit. I like the threes that he took tonight though. Cause right. They were a result of good ball movement. They were open threes. They were rhythm threes. I, I think a big part of his slow start to the season shooting wise was just that the second unit had nothing to it. And he was jacking up some poor looks. Um, yeah. He looks confident right now. Defensively. He looks a little more comfortable uh, and, and, and more you know a newfound commitment to the, to rebounding and moving the ball as well not a surprise that that comes in more minutes alongside starters he's another guy that just needs to be spliced in that way because i don't think he's just a purely second unit player um and he really really helps helps those guys in the starting unit so
1: yeah, definitely. It seems like the Nuggets are trending in a direction of mixing their starters with their bench more and staggering lineups. It seems like, you know, they're they're slowly doing that more and more and more every game. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that going forward. And I guess the last guy to talk about tonight, Nikola Jokic, a pretty quiet night in the box score. Nine points, five rebounds, eight assists in 26 minutes. So it's four seven from the floor, one of three from three. At the very beginning of this game, when Denver was struggling in the first quarter, I thought he passed up some good shots for what I think he thought would turn into better shots, but didn't. Um, But, you know, overall, I thought he played a pretty nice game tonight and absolutely just sliced up this Grizzlies defense, just generated tons of scoring opportunities. Uh, But in the first few minutes, I felt like, you know, he wasn't, you know playing as aggressively as he could but all in all i felt like this was a good night from jokic even if you know his his box score stats didn't jump
0: off the page the interesting thing about jokic as an mvp candidate as a first team all nba center is that i think that this is jokic's ideal night a night in which he can just sort of play quarterback in that way in which yeah. he's not needed to take more than seven field goal attempts he was an integral part of the offense tonight but they did not rely on him as a scorer in any way um, and, and that's the way Jokic wants to play. And and I, I almost feel like part of his frustration this year, every time they lose, the questions are, why aren't you shooting more? Where's your leadership? The, you know, they need you out there. He doesn't feel that way. He feels like this is a, a complete basketball team. They played like one tonight. And, and you get the feeling that this is his idea of Nuggets basketball.
1: Yeah, he seemed very engaged tonight, I thought. You know, just into the game, Uh, moving pretty well, just moving pretty swiftly in the half court for him. So it it seemed like Denver was playing to his liking, at least in this one.
0: He also beat he also beat Jaron Jackson Jr. in the jump ball. Can we address that? (laughs) Yes. That overweight Jokic has won like four jump balls this year. I know. I know. Like as
1: many as he's won in the past three years combined, (laughs) it seems.
0: Exactly. I love it.
1: Yeah, but Denver with a big win tonight, 131-114, a game that really wasn't close You know, after a few minutes had gone by in the second quarter. I really feel like this could be a momentum-building win, and we talked about this a lot last week, but I, I never really want to panic too much with this team because I really do feel like with this group of guys, they just get one offensive night like this, and things can change in a hurry. I, I really felt like that, and... You know, maybe this is the start of like a momentum building couple wins and and just getting their offensive footing. Uh, The Nuggets back up the 16th in offensive rating after this game. So that's as that's as quickly as things can change here, you know, in the early going. Any final
0: thoughts from you? Seven minutes for Malik Beasley again. Um, It just seems like he's out of the rotation and it just seems like he's out of Denver. (laughs) <laughs> like he has half foot of gone already. You know, I know that's kind of harsh, but it seems that way.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think things are going to change with the bench rotation right now. And, you know, Denver's bench has played fairly well over these last couple games without Beasley. So, yeah, I would agree. He is
0: definitely out of the rotation right now. But good things for Denver all around. I agree with you. I think this this feels like a, a momentum-altering win. And, you know, for all of that we endured, and they endured, 9-3, and three, things are trending up.
1: Well put. All right. I think that's all the time we got for today. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. All right. Before we get out of here. Total Beverage is giving the DNVR fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max discount applying up to $75. Make sure you use code DNVR2019. Do that online or on the Total Beverage app. As you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right, from drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max discount applying up to 75 bucks. Better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered.